دایی یه فرصت خوب حالا پشت مدافع خدا داد عزیزی توی دروازه گل گل برای ایران خدا داد عزیزی Okay, welcome back to another episode of Gold Bazan. My name is Sina and I'm joined by Arya and Daniel as always. Gentlemen, it's so nice to be back on the pod. How are you both? I'm very good, Sina. Uh, glad to be back on the podcast again. Speaking about our, our World Cup qualification, we're very close to getting there. And uh, yeah, just one more game, uh, one more win and we're, we're, we're almost there. Yeah, it's exciting times. It is very exciting times. So this episode, we'll be talking about the squad list that has been announced literally this morning uh, by Skosic. And then we'll preview the Iran-Iraq match to be played on Thursday, January 27th um, at home as well as in Tehran. And we've actually got female supporters in attendance, which is really cool. We always love seeing that. And then we'll also have a short segment with Hassan and Balal from Iraq Football Podcast as well. Um, so let's jump into it, guys. So 27 players called up. Only Yassin, uh, Salmani and Surush Rafai are dropped from the previous squad. Um, and then Shahab Zaidi has been called up as a new addition. I think we've talked about that as well. I think, Arya, you mentioned in the last like, previous episodes that you wouldn't be surprised if he was going to be called up. And yeah, he has been called up. Obviously, Pirelli Ganji and Ali Karimi are still injured. Um, and yeah, apart from that, it's pretty much exactly how we expected from from previous ones so i guess overview just for right, very briefly aria do, does there anything stand out from that squad to you uh, no i think it's, it's it's pretty much as is i think the squad is is good for the players we have available um you know i think there was two players as you mentioned uh, Mehdi Medipur and amir hossein hossein's out there who were called up but obviously couldn't make it due to covid-19 um other than that, you know, it's not a surprise. I think maybe Saleh Hardani, who is obviously one of the right backs in the team, he's not been in great form for Fulad and he's actually lost his place in that team to uh, Moshe Monajarion. But, uh, you know, Daniel Esmaidifar is probably the only guy I could really see replacing him. As, as far as that, that's concerned, the squad is good. Um, I'm glad to see Shahab Zahidi in the team as well. Um, you know, we interviewed him recently. He was he was very um, excited to to be joining this national team uh, since he hasn't been called up before. And uh, other than that, yeah, it's a it's a good team. Uh, let's just go to these matches and and get our um our, our win. Yeah, I mean, we're only like one win away from qualification, which is really exciting. I think this squad. I know we've got a few injuries, obviously a, a couple COVID cases, but I think. Overall, obviously, we've got as well. We'll get into when we like when we get into the squad. We've got a few other like niggles that they might not feature in in the team against the Rock. But um, yeah, it seems like a really good squad so far. And I think if we just jump into the sort of like positions, um, who would you kind of expect to start from a goalkeeping standpoint, um, Daniel? Like, who do you reckon was going to start? Because obviously, we talked about the different goalkeeping positions. Um, 
I, in my opinion, I think Abizada would start this game. But like, what do you think? Yeah, actually, I agree with you, Athena. I think Abizada sh should should start. He did a very good game last time, and he's playing well, well with his club. So he's in a better form than Bayron Van. So I think he deserves a start. A start. I completely agree. I think Abizadeh probably does deserve to start, you know, because he has been playing for Ponferradina. He's done really well. His club is, um, you know, one of the top teams now in the, in the, in the Segunda Liga in Spain. Uh, and Bernard Van and, and Niels Mann aren't starting for their team uh, regularly in Portugal. So based on that, yes, I think Abizadeh probably deserves to start. But I don't believe... Um, Skocic is going to change much, especially the fact that he's not really changed much in the squad. He's the, it's basically the same squad that he was called up in the last camp. And based on that, I just don't feel like he's going to change much in a starting lineup either. Uh, I believe it will be the same lineup that he maybe played against, uh, you know, in, in the series. In the last game, it could be a bit different. Maybe he brings off Taremi, will be back in. But other than that, I think it will be pretty much the same. I think Bernard Van will keep his spot. Uh, against Iraq yeah I mean yeah I mean, we've talked about the goalkeeping position many times and I think like they're all sort of top goalkeepers now and we're pretty lucky there I think the one the one position um, you know going forward is that the defenders especially the centre-backs I know obviously we spoke about last episode the whole like Canoni incident uh, we won't jump into that in this episode at all but the bottom line is he has been called up for the squad he is in the squad uh, despite what some reports have said but he definitely made the squad um, but I guess for the centre-back partnership, um, obviously Prola Yanji is still injured. Do you think Skosic will stick with that um, Khalizadeh and Kanani partnership or will he like, deviate, given that as well, Majid Hosseini has been playing pretty well in Turkey? For me, Majid Hosseini has done really well uh, these last couple of uh, months. He's, he's getting his spot back in Turkey. He's, he's, you know, he's doing well. His, his team isn't doing always particularly well, but he's doing He's doing well as, as an individual. Now, whether that means he should be starting for Iran, uh, that's up for debate because obviously, having said that, Kanani and Khalil Zadeh have been good for the national team as a pair. You know, say what you want about them individually, but they've been good as a pair. They've kept pretty much, you know, all the games without a defeat and uh, not conceded that many goals either. So you can't really go ahead and drop them. Obviously, there was the whole thing about is Canoni going to get dropped in the squad? We mentioned on the last podcast that he wouldn't get dropped and he would be called up. There was some news uh, surrounding um, you know, Iranian media saying that he could be dropped and we even reported it as well as like a, as like a, a report from other media in Iran. However, it's, we were correct in the fact that he was called up and I don't think he'll get dropped from the starting lineup. Um, I don't believe... Khalid Zadeh will either uh, but we'll see you know we'll see Majid is a, is a player who, who's great in, you know in, in his uh, ball playing abilities so he could really add a different element to this defence but whether he starts I don't I don't really see happening yeah I, I, I would agree with you I think Going into like kind of the fullback position, I think um, Mohadami's pretty much got that that position on lockdown. But the other the other side, I would like to see North Afghan starting. I don't know about you guys personally, but I think North Afghan, in my opinion, for club and country, has been playing pretty well. Daniel, what do you think? Yeah, actually, he was very interesting in the last game he he played, and I think he can do very good 
very well there. Um, he he's good physically. He he can play like one hundred percent of the game, and um, he has Im an immediate impact when he's playing. So I, I really like him. Yeah, me too. I think Nur Afghan's actually been quite impressive, uh, not only for Iran but also for Sepahan. He's done really well in the league this season, uh, despite Sepahan's uh, maybe shortcomings recently. Uh, he he has stood out in that team. And I don't really see how Milad Mohamadi could replace him. Although Milad Mohamadi has been a regular starter for AK Athens in the, in the Greek league, um, I I I would say that Skocic will, will stick with Nur Afghan uh, for continuity and also because he he just seems a little bit more uh, up for it than than Milad, especially defensively. I think although Milad probably is a better defender all round. Than, than Nur Afghan, you know, it could be argue, arguable, argued, but I think Nur Afghan is, uh, he just seems more up for it, you know? Yeah, I, okay, yeah, for sure. What about kind of the midfielding, uh, like, position? I know, obviously, Eza Tola, he's recently got a loan move um, as well. He's gone to the Middle East from Denmark. Um, I, I mean, it probably won't affect his his national team playing, like, because, I don't know, like, it's, it's, a, it's a sick month loan, um, and then he'll kind of yeah, either go back to Denmark or, or, or transfer. I think he's probably going to transfer. Um, but kind of from that midfield, um, Daniel, what do you kind of make from it? Where, like, who would you like to see in the midfield? Um, obviously, like, this is a this is like a, a lineup that we've discussed many times, you know, but I guess, yeah, what, what would you like to see? Well, I think side will start with uh, Nurolahi. Um, they, they've been playing pretty well in the last games and with Skocic and uh, Skocic loves Nurullahi team so and he he, he will play alongside um, Said in the midfield but maybe we'll have a three midfield or a two midfield we, we still don't know and um, the the thing is that even if we, we go for a 4-4-2 uh, if Amir is playing as a left midfielder on the on the on the sheet, we, he can play like f f defensively as a central midfield and offensively as a left midfield. So, but th these three players will start. Like there is no doubt about that. The only doubt is uh, about I think Hoysafi. He he played well in the midfield, but I'm not sure he will start this time. Hoysafi, he hasn't really been playing regularly for for his club. In, 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 in Greece, for ex again, AK Athens. Um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, as you mentioned, I think a midfield three of, of Said, Ahmad, Nurlahi, and Vaidamiri is quite likely to, to be, to be you know, played, especially with the fact that Boris Adeh will probably start as well on the right-hand side. Taremi and Osmoon coming back, you know, you might even see a 4-4-2 again. You know, Vahid might play on the left midfield. Um, so I think I think he will play a four four two most likely, but always with that four four two you see Vahid being a little bit more central. Um, so it's it's a quite a flexible formation, but we'll see what happens. I think it's um it's good. Salman Godus is obviously that kind of guy who we we like to see play because he's quite creative. But Salman he's not playing enough for Brentford. Um, he's not getting the game time that he needs. And he, when he does play for Iran, sometimes he can be a bit hit and miss. Sometimes he'll be really good. 
and sometimes he's not very good, you know, as that um, uh, famous meme by Catuso. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, look, I think we need to see um, a, a, con- a consistent team um, and hopefully uh, a team that's just uh, going to get the job done. That's the most important thing. Does Ali Reza Jahanbash make this squad? Like, does he, does he as in he's made the squad, but does he start? Yeah, yeah, of course. Jahanbash could could start. You know, I think it's between him and Kuali Zadeh. I don't think, I think he might, I mean, he might play Kuali Zadeh and, and uh, uh, Jahanbash together, on, maybe both on the wing. But I don't really see him dropping Vaidamiri. So I do think it's going to be between him and Kuali Zadeh. Uh, they're both in good form, you know. Recently, uh, Jahan Bach just scored a goal today. Uh, is playing well, he's you know, he's creating a lot of chances, not a lot of goals. They've lost a striker, Charleroi, Shamar Nicholson just left. So, you know, yeah, he, he, they both got a chance to start. I just think I would prefer to see Kores at this start, but Jahan Bach is always, always, always there, yeah, actually. And we, we can have Amiri playing as a left back. Too so, Jahan Bash and Rodi yeah. could yeah. both start. So, but we'll see. We have, we have many many options, and I think I'm not sure, but I think uh, Scottish likes likes to have uh, either Son Harshafi because he's the captain or Jahan Bash, one of them on the pitch always. So he has one of the captain or the vice captain on the pitch. Yeah, I've noticed that as well. It's a very good point. Um, and then what do you kind of, I think Syed Manesh will be a pretty good super sub and obviously Ghayadi, I think will, will be a good super sub to come on in the kind of like 20, 20, you know, minute mark to like 20 minutes left mark. We'll come to Ghayadi later on with one of our fan questions. He, he hasn't been in great form for Shabab Al-Ahli in, in Emirates, but, um, on Al-Layar, you know, Al-Layar is a guy who has, um, just so much potential. He, he can, he can do a lot of a lot of things he can he can really benefit Iran in so many ways because he can play in on the wing, he can play as a striker, he can play as a supporting striker. He's got a lot of um op you've got a lot of options with him in the team. So it's good that he's there, you know, and he obviously he got an assist in, in his uh, in his last game as well. But let's just see what happens with him because you know um obviously he needs to find a club as well. He needs to go to uh, I think I think Hall City are looking to sign him. Uh, so we'll see what happens with that. But you know, um, as long as Al Layar is uh, playing regularly at club level, um, his ceiling is 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 uh, is very very high. Yeah, I think I think like yeah, we've pretty much covered the midfield and kind of like the winger situation. I think yeah, we should probably go on to the attackers now. Um, before we hit record, you did say Arya that Salah Osman is is holding a bit of a knock. Is there any kind of like news there? Do you think he'll start? Yeah, he was. Um, obviously, the, the the Russian league has now stopped, so he hasn't played any matches for a little while now. So I think he will start. If he's available, I think he will start. It could be a risk, you know, but um, it's a, a risk worth taking, especially if the qualification to the World Cup is on the line. You know, <laughs> it's a risk, worth, I think, worth taking. Yeah, and especially against Iraq, because we know how difficult this game could be. Uh, they... They they like to to make things difficult for us. So I think if Osmoon and our better, best players are available, he he will start start them. Yeah, I think I think as well from a, a moral standpoint, from like a confidence standpoint, he's recently just obviously yesterday got his move to Leverkusen, 
And uh, I guess like we've got a bit of time, we could talk about it a little bit and then move on to uh, the Iran, the Iraq football podcast uh, interview that we did. Like, what would that do for, for, for the confidence of, of Osman? I know he's been trying to get out of Zenit for a while now, and obviously he's got the permission now because his, his contract's up at the end of the season. So like, he's the one that can make the, the decision here. Um, Adi, what do you kind of make of that move? What do you make, what do you think that would do for his confidence going into this game? Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, look, uh, for me, I I think I said it before when we were speaking about it on one of our previous podcasts um, covering transfers. I think Leverkusen is one of the best clubs he could have went to. Um, I know he had offers, like, well, we think he had offers, but we don't know for sure from Juventus and AC Milan. First of all, Juventus, I don't think they've been very good this season. I know they're a big club and I know they've got, you know, you know Champions League in sight. But realistically, if he went to Juventus, I don't really see how a, a guy like Allegri would, would play him very, very often, especially the fact that he's got Morata there already. He was doing, he was doing all right in Serie A. Uh, and he plays with a, a, a one-striker formation. I just don't see how that would work for him. AC Milan, never going to happen. They've got too many strikers, right? So Leverkusen are a good club, a very well-run club who will look after him. They will make sure that his his potential is elevated, um, you know, to its to its optimum level. And I think that you know he will do well in Bundesliga. I think it's a league that will suit him, a player of his talent, um, of his stature, of the the aerial ability that he has, the way he's able to bully defenders. You know, the way he get did against Chelsea in the Champions League, for example. He will have a big impact in that league. And I think that they've signed a really good player. And yeah, it will be big for his confidence. Yeah, uh, Daniel, what do you kind of make of his move? And like, I guess. Yeah, I th- I think it's a great move. Uh, I really think Asman could have gone to other clubs, but he he waited to for for the right opportunity. Uh, we had we thought that uh, Leverkusen w- would have been this summer, but um, yeah, it would it was difficult with Zenit. The Zenit, the club, the, didn't let him go. And uh, right now, we we had uh, many speculation about him leaving to Lyon, but Lyon is struggling. Even if I think it's not that much a bad move, because if you're playing well one season at Lyon, you you go to private clubs the, in the, on the next season. But uh, Leverkusen is doing really well. They will surely qualify for the Champions League. So if he it's a league where he can shine. We had many Iranians shining there, and uh, we're just lo- looking forward to to see him play uh, in there. All right, sweet. So we've heard of uh, you know the Iran squad going into this game. So now let's hear from the Iraq camp. So we had an interview with Hassanan Balal from Iraq Football Podcast, and this is what he had to say. All right, I'm joined by Hassanin Balal from the Iraq Football Podcast, a good friend of ours. Good to have you back on, Hassanin. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm very well, thanks. It's always a pleasure being on here. I'm sure we've got plenty to discuss today, so let's jump into things. Perfect. So, obviously, uh, Iraq have, have a new manager now. Uh, you know, Dick Avocat left. Uh, what's the latest with the, the Iraqi camp situation? How are they, how are they adapting to this new regime? It's, it's been a very strange one, if I'm honest with you. The last couple of months have been absolutely insane. I remember about a year ago, or it feels like a year ago, it could have been more, 
I came on your podcast and I talked about how um, the lack of expats have been problematic for Iraq and how um, they're, they're like systematically pushed away. The last few months, I've seen the complete opposite happening. Uh, Dick Advocate got, um, well, he resigned from his position, unfortunately, at a very terrible time for Iraqi football. But consequently, his assistant manager, Petrovic, came in. And uh, there's been a very, very big emphasis on uh, the inclusion of expat players and the removal of a lot of the, the what I call the 2013 uh, generation of Iraqi local players. The likes of Ali Adnan, Humam Barak, etc., who you'll be very familiar with. They've been systematically pushed out of the, the team and they've been replaced by newer, younger, fresher players from the Olympics and from our expat team. It feels like every time I come on here, I say this, but Iraq are in a very transitional period. But this transition, the problem is it doesn't ever seem to end. Uh, and <laughs> it's been going on forever. But the additions of the likes of uh, Ali Hamadi, the young kid, uh, former Swansea uh, under-23 player of the year. Now um, he's, he's standing up front for us. Um, you have, for example, uh, Zidane Akbal, who's a huge, huge addition. He's been play- hoping to play for Iraq for some time now. Uh, and um, I've worked very closely with him to actually make this happen. And hopefully it's going to be a situation where I'd imagine he will definitely get minutes. But will he start or not? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be uh, shocked at all if he does start, though. Um, the likes of Justin, Jilwan, uh, they're no longer in the picture for various uh, different reasons, but um, there's also some other new young players I've mentioned from the Olympics, the likes of Ahmed Sartib, uh, Ahmed Farhan, Fouqiyya. These are very promising players that are going to come in. And it's a tough game, if I'm honest with you. Iran are a fantastic team, I've always said this. But um, I think it'll be a valuable experience. I can't personally see us winning or qualifying for the World Cup. And I didn't really see us doing it back then uh, when we first played the first and second games. But uh, <laughs> what's going to happen this game? I don't know. Like, yeah, Araf Iran is always a difficult match. Anything can happen between us. And sometimes we win, sometimes you guys win. The last game, uh, you know, I think it kind of shocked even Iranian fans by how much control the Iranian, Iranian team had over Iraq. You know, they, they were able to, to kind of control the game from right from the get-go and, and score, you know, goals. But how do you think this, this will it have any difference in this match? Do you think it will be harder for Iran to get through this time around? Um, what, how do you see it going and what's your prediction? I think it will be a bit harder. I think definitely Iraq are going to play a more defensive setup. That game against um, Iran, with the candidate previously, was a catastrophic tactical uh, disaster. Uh, he tried to take on Iran uh, and play an attacking, uh, attacking style of football and it backfired. In terms of the, that game being dominated by Iran, I kind of disagree with this point. I think what happened was that Iran just showed that their quality was amazing and they made their chances count and Iraq didn't uh, have the quality to, to create those chances. But we had a lot of possession of the football. The problem is if you can hold the ball but not create anything, it's not really uh, in your favour. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens this time around. I think Iraq will most likely play on the counter. It's it's an Iranian home soil. Uh, the pitch is going to be in your favour. And it's, it's from my memory, it's, it's quite a broad, wide pitch, isn't it? So I'd imagine yeah. there's going to be a lot of gaps and spaces for the Iranian side to try to uh, exploit. So Iraq will have to keep a tight shape. We're missing Rebin Sulata, but the good news is Yasser passing back and he's in good form. And Saad Abdel Anil, he's, he's uh, reignited his international career after 
and let's just say a hiatus of a couple of years now. So those are two good holding midfielders. I think that will provide a very good uh, defensive shield for Iraq. Hopefully, it will prevent the same problems happening that happened against Iran last time around. I appreciate it, Hassani. Uh, thanks again for your time. Hopefully, you guys, obviously, again, uh, it's been a tough qualifiers for you, but hopefully, as, as the team progresses, we see a, a better Iraq coming through. And I think uh, there's so much talent in this team. But, you know, there's always potential. So let's just... No, I'm, um, I'm not sure we're going to qualify, if I'm honest with you. And I, it doesn't really matter. The main thing is that we make progress, but I'm happy to see you guys have qualified. I genuinely think you're a fantastic team, despite the fans <laughs> from various Iranian uh, websites sending me abuse. I genuinely wish you guys good luck <laughs> in the World Cup. And uh, yeah, all the best. All right. Thank you very much. Okay, so... Really good interview that we just had. Let's just talk about the preview of the Iran-Iraq game. There's no VAR. Uh, firstly, we should probably put that in there. I guess we've already spoken a little bit about how we're going to line up. But from your perspectives, it'd be really good to hear sort of how we should, you know, what are the keys for victory in this game? Um, and then we'll go on to like predictions because Iraq's a very good team. There's a long-standing rivalry there. Uh, what? How, how can we win, win this game? Yeah, look, the, the, the keys to victory uh, for the national team, I, I believe uh, we, we just need to be able to keep the ball, uh, keep possession, uh, frustrate Iraq. You know, Iraq are going again through another transition period, which is a bit um, it's a bit ridiculous because they've got so much talent, but they have to go through another period of transition and, and Iran can really capitalise on that. Um, you know, obviously... I'm sure the Iraqi team will, will want to come in and, and make a prove a point and show that you know they're not as bad as they were in the in the previous game. Uh, but I believe with the quality that we have, uh, you know, with Taremi and Osmoon up front, uh, with the likes of Koleza there and Jalan Bash uh, providing the support, I don't really see where Iraq can can kind of stop that threat. Uh, defensively, we have to be very solid. Um, which we have been. Um, and I think uh, the most important thing is um, not lose your heads because, again, it's, it's, a, it's a derby. Um, it's our, I think it's our first match in, in, the, in the stadium with fans in quite a little while. Uh, so we need to keep our, our heads. Other than that, um, just go and score some goals because we can do that. We, we won 3-0 last time. And that was a, that was a way. That was a Qatar. So... Uh, I'm expecting uh, a good game. Yeah, and actually it was only four months ago, so we, we can do it again for sure. Uh, we see that Scottish like stability. We, we can see it in the squad and uh, we have pretty much the same players, so if they play at their best against Iraq, we can do a two or score two or three goals, but we need to stay focused all the game because they have they have some nice players. They they can be a threat sometimes. They even scored actually. They 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 equalized on the last game, but it was uh, ruled out for offside. So yeah, we have to be focused because we know they'll they will make things very difficult for us. But we can do we can go with a nice result at the end. Yeah, you are right, Arya. They're definitely going through a transition phase, um, and like they haven't been too good. You know, their form hasn't been fantastic. I literally just look now, and it's like their last game that they won was against Hong Kong. It was a one-nil victory in June, 
it's like a long time ago. And obviously they, they played many games in that period as well. Like they lost their last game, Qatar. Um, it was like three nil or something. So like, it is a very good time to play them, uh, especially with a squad like ours at the moment where, you know, confidence is fairly high. Um, we got like a full strength squad, I would say, apart from like a few injuries and stuff. But yeah, it's it's pretty good. I think that brings us very nicely to predictions of the game. So I guess I'll just go first. I think a pretty easy 2-0 um, for me. Adi, what do you think? I think we'll I think we'll score quite a few goals on Thursday. I think I'm expecting three or four. No, um, I believe Osmond and Tarimi, uh, if they if they are um, sharp and, and looking uh, to score goals, I think they can score a, you know a couple between them. You know, so um, hopefully hopefully we see that. Yeah, I'm going for a three nil three nil. <laughs> cool. That brings us very nicely to fan questions to finish it off. Yeah. So. We've got quite a few fan questions on Twitter. I do appreciate everyone sending them in. Um, the first one comes from uh, at Mr. Sam Siam. Um, we come back to the question you asked earlier. He says, uh, you know, and if I was to quote exactly what he says, please discuss the decline of Metagaidi um, since playing in the UAE Shopping Mall League. That's his words, not mine. <laughs> uh, and cover his eye who hasn't scored. Like he says, uh, covers I hasn't scored in, in almost a year. So, look, I think both players are are in bad form. Medikaidi, um, his choice to go to, as you call it, the shopping mall league in in, in the UAE, they um they have to they have to uh, eventually get rid of him. I think he will move eventually to Europe. I think it will happen. Um, if it doesn't happen, I'll be really surprised. And th- that's when he can really show himself. I don't think that him moving to UAE has done anything for him at all. I think he was better off just staying in STEC lot. Um, but yeah, um, it's disappointing uh, from his... And then cover his eye. I'm okay with him being in the squad. You know, I don't really mind. I do believe that Ali Ali Poor probably deserved it over him because um, he's doing he's doing all right in, in Portugal. He's scoring some goals. Uh but cover his eyes. He's an experienced player. I think he maybe wants some experienced heads in that in that camp, and he won't play. You know, cover his eyes. He's not going to play, so it doesn't really make a difference. So, I'm okay with it. Yeah, he's like fourth choice striker, and then like because yeah, like I mean, Sh- 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 as well now. You know yeah, I mean? and and also like the substitutes that he would make, he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't do striker for striker. He'd probably no. bring on like a strong midfielder. You know, mm. like Saman or like if Jaun Bash isn't playing, then he'll bring him on. Like. So yeah, it's he, like yeah, it's a difficult position that he's in, really. Daniel, I'll ask you this one: uh, thoughts on Hossein Zadeh from Estelol? Have you seen him play before? No, not yet. No, no Hossein Zadeh is a is an, is a very talented attacking midfielder. You know, he's he's done well. He's scored some goals this season. Obviously, unlucky for with COVID, but um, he was called up initially, and obviously he had to get dropped. But yeah, again, same as Yasin Salmoni, we've got a lot of um, talented players. Uh, we need to just see these guys, um, you know, starting to progress in their careers. You know, uh, hopefully that does happen. Let's say someone's asking, why is Yazdani there? Uh, I think that's from at Jerkface86. Yeah, he's, he's, he's test uh, negative for COVID. So that's why he's in. And that whole other question was asked by at ERI1806. Other question we have from should at Arjan uh, Kiani says, should I bet on Iran winning the first half or Iran winning full time? 
honestly, I'd be very surprised if we don't win the first half. Um, I think I think we'll, we'll we'll start the game quite quite strongly. What about you guys? Do you think we'll? Uh, we don't we don't condone betting as a as a channel betting, anyway, right? Of course, of course, <laughs> of course. Of course. Um, last question we got from at Amir uh, Sh. He asks, uh, "Do you think a new centre back duo should be tested?" I don't know. Maybe in against UAE, if we qualify, you know, through past Iraq, maybe against UAE you can play Majid, for example. But even then, we're still going for first place. If we qualify against Iraq, it's not finished. We still have to we still have to finish first place. Uh, that's the objective. So no, I, I think keep what keep 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 what it's what's going on just now. Canoni and Khalil are there. I think it should be okay. Yeah, but, and actually, Scotch is. He's, he likes t- stability and continuity, so he will he will start uh, the same two center backs. But when will be qualified? Because I really think we will. Then he can try new things if he find the uh, the need to. Yeah, I agree. I think I think like in the UAE game, if we qualify against Iraq, of course, he should probably a bit more a bit more liberal with the substitutions. He should probably like substitute Kanani out maybe minute sixty. Although, to be fair, he does do that anyway, you know? So, like, I don't know. Um, yeah, I think maybe just keep it the same and just do more and more substitutes. That's us. That's us. All the fan questions. Okay, sweet. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. And uh, thanks again to Iraq Football Podcast for their time on coming onto the channel. And thank you again for listening. Don't forget, we have an article before the game on our website. And also, we'll do a live Twitter space before and after the game on Thursday. So stay tuned and follow us on all social media and podcast platforms. From myself, Sina, Arya and Daniel, I'll see you later. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hello everyone, my name is Saeed Azatoulay and you're listening to the Golbezan Podcast.